Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Welcome back to VK. I am your host, Lisa Hamilton. This week's guest is the founder of Peaches Pilates, Tori Clapham. I have known Tori for quite a few years now. You might be interested to know that she was my very first editor. So she used to be the editor of MTV Travel Co. And I came on board writing articles for her. So she was my very first foray into the world of travel journalism. And she taught me many things that I am very grateful for. And not too many years later, she launched an incredible business called Peaches Pilates, which has thousands of devotees all across the world not only have her and her business partners launched and continue to launch uh, physical studios for Peaches Pilates but also in the middle of the COVID lockdown here in Australia obviously gyms were closed so they transitioned very swiftly into providing online Pilates sessions so people could continue to work out safely from their home. Uh, And I mentioned this in the episode, that was such a godsend for me um, and my mental health and, you know, my physical health. So why am I talking to Tori today? So back when she launched Peaches Pilates, her and her husband, Chris, did something that people always dream of doing, but never really have the balls to do. And that is to pack up their lives and hit the road and go traveling for an extended amount of time. So what an incredible trip they had. I just had to get her on to tell me all about what happened across those eight months. And honestly, she's such a vivid storyteller and we truly barely scratched the surface. So I think I'm just, I'm going to have to get her back on for part two because I need to hear more about her tales. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Tori Clapham, welcome to Vacay. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you for the opportunity to have a trip down memory lane, babe. How lovely in these in these COVID times. Oh gosh, in these times. Well, you know, in essence, that's what this podcast is all about, helping people dip back into the, the memories of travel from a time when we could, you know, actually do it, which is comforting and and I think a bit depressing for people. Look, you know, it is going to it's it's going to make a comeback. We just need to sit tight and fuck are we lucky. Sorry, I'm going to swear a lot. Go for um, it. we're just so lucky here that like life is pretty much normal. Um yeah. and we can travel around the country relatively freely unless there's like little state lockdowns um you know, you look at our friends and family in places like the UK and the US and it's just incomparable. You know, that is one of the reasons why I love you. You've got such a positive mindset and that really comes through in your business. You are a total mogul. You are founder of Peaches Pilates. You're responsible for some of the the juiciest bums in the world, dare I say. (laughs) My proudest work. <laughs> that would, that's Out an there accurate. on the streets. 
<laughs> I reckon I can clock them. You know, not being like pervy, but I'm like, I reckon that's a peach's bum. When I see it, see a good one walking put past Bondi, they work in with an ankle weight and a clam. You can tell them a mile away. <laughs> you totally uh, transformed your your business in the middle of COVID. I know it wasn't easy for you, but you truly were for me personally such a savior and I know that sounds so dramatic but I don't think I would have survived lockdown and and the full shutdown without doing my Pilates my peaches Pilates so thank you for that because it really made such a difference to my mental health when we couldn't you know physically leave thank you I feel like it kept all of us sane and it was amazing how um how much it made people feel connected and how much like I've heard those exact words from other clients um it's pretty awesome to know that we could have an impact on people's days in a time when you you know like I'm used to making my impact in person with like a reassuring squeeze on the shoulder or or, I mean I'm very touchy I was like or a hug or this or that but like it's also really nice to know that you can impact people via the ether um and still make a difference in their day and I mean really it just comes down to bloody endorphins doesn't it like we all just needed them we needed a reason to get out of bed um and you know a way to earn the day drinking that was definitely occurring (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that that happened but yeah I was like really I look back so fondly now that I'm pregnant I'm like ah Good times. Didn't mind the lockdown. I didn't mind it. I act, and I know that that's such an awful thing to say because it was such a shit time for so many. And I really don't want to um, take away from the toll financially, mentally, everything that people went through. Um, but I also have heard other people say that when it happened, it was almost like I think for a lot of people they were running on empty, and it, it actually gave them a chance to reassess their lives a little mm. bit. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's obviously incredibly easy for us to say when we we had like we had like the perfect amount of time it was like two months off work then back to it and like people in the UK are like yeah we're done um but it's you're allowed to see the silver linings Mm -hmm. we're allowed to be positive in a time when it's you know hard to be so I think you've called it you know the trip of a lifetime before so you planned this year-long holiday with your husband to go around the world yes so it was we originally wanted to do a year we did eight months which is pretty bloody good when you own a business um and we worked like but we traveled the world and it was a really cool opportunity for me to experience working on the business rather than in it Mm. because up until that point I had just worked myself to the bone over several years so we had the original Bondi studio then we opened the larger studio not that long before I left Beck also opened Peaches Marubra which was basically like our first franchise um although we weren't it wasn't as formal as that back then she was a licensee um and in the end we all ended up like kind of creating a parent company um that's you know logistics but that's a by the time I had left there were two Peaches studios open and we had our online program it wasn't what it is today um our online program originated as kind of like a 
VHS vibe as in like you know in the back in the day you would buy a VHS and it had like six workouts and you just fucking loved them and you did them to death and you did them every morning like that was kind of what we wanted to recreate the vibe of um and people still love those workouts it's funny they've been like we look back and we're like oh my god we were so we just did not know what we were doing I feel like workouts I, are good. I feel like I know <laughs> this the script as well I know exactly the moments that you're gonna say a the word little joke it, it's so <laughs> funny to me I like it's just in my head. I know the point that's coming up and I'm like, oh, Tori's going to say this. She's going to say something sus now. I know. I look back and I'm like, probs should have edited that no, out. But I, at the so time, good. it was very intentional. Like I said, let's not edit out when we screw up and let's, um, you know, let's not, let's do it all live rather than, you know, shooting one sequence looking perfect and then the next sequence. Like we, we are a hot, sweaty mess by the end of every workout. Mm, and it's really it. nice because I feel like, you know it's a bit different now because sort of everyone does it and and everyone's sort of a lot of people film their workouts live but at the time there wasn't much online content out there where the person wasn't looking perfect sounding perfect and hadn't actually filmed the workout over a series of sequences Mm. um so you could be on point the whole time um so that really for us felt like a real point of difference um but yeah, it's funny, like, you know, it, it, it is so far from perfect. It's kind of a bit embarrassing, those original videos, but they are still, like, when, when we look in the in, into the insights of our platform, they're the most used still. Yeah, the OGs <laughs> are people good. love them. I, they're I just, yeah, they're simple. <laughs> so you, you took yourself physically away from work, not to say that you weren't still working on the business. How long had you... Because so many people dream of doing a holiday like this and for whatever reason, doubt, financial, things really creep in and, you know, it always just stays a dream. But what was the point where you guys just said, no, we're going to pull the trigger on this, we're going to do it? Was there a particular moment that you remember, like, we've got to do this now or never? Yeah, well, I mean, it was honestly like, I think the thing with a big undertaking like this is like, you have to remember that like, we talked about it for about five years before we did it. It was always in the back of our head that when we get married, we do like a big ass trip. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of little things that we did um, leading up to going away, like even stupid little things, but just like saving money where I could, like I didn't get my nails done for a year. I didn't go to the hair salon. Like I didn't, all those little things we just um, tried to cut back on. And in terms of the business, like you kind of just, you just get to a point where you just have to be like, well, if we're going to do it, we're just going to have to bite the bullet and, and go before, you know, things like having kids, like, cause once, once you have kids, like it, it's a completely different, you, you can't travel like that again, not to say that you can't travel and you don't have an amazing time, but this it's definitely different. felt like a pre kids kind of trip. Um, we were really lucky in so many ways, um, particularly with the team that we had around us. Like I left the business in the hands of our business partner, Beck, but also people like Kat and Laura. So Kat owns Peaches Cronulla. She was our first official franchise. Laura is now a co-owner of our Byron Bay studio. Like these were people who I trusted with my life and who I knew had, um, had it in them to replicate what I'd spent years kind of like formulating um so I really did actually leave like without um having a complete freak out I mean the other thing is like I I, I'm I'm pretty 
OCD and I was working every day anyway and still managing the social media and stuff like that, which made me still feel like I was connected. But um, we didn't we didn't leave straight after our wedding. We left um, almost 12 months after. And in that in that year after we got married, we, you know, just really focused on saving money and doing what we could um, to get setting ourselves up what ready you could to go. To, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, now thinking of it, like Chris got made redundant in that time. And we were like, oh, my God, that's going to screw us. But then it actually ended up being okay like he ended up um managing to save more money than if he hadn't been made redundant because he he got a package and then also just like got another job instantaneously so it was actually like just one of those things where we could have like thrown our hands up in the air and been like oh my god like you know the breadwinner's suddenly got no job because everything that I made just went straight back into the business um but yeah it just we just we committed to it I guess and it and we made it happen yeah, you did. And so you said you originally set out to, to do a year. Um, what, did you have a strict itinerary or was it, oh, we've got some loose ideas of of a, of a itinerary that we want to follow, but we're just going to pack a bag, book a one-way flight and, and see where we go? We had um, a few things kind of tethering us, which were weddings, basically. So we had a wedding in the States, sort of near like three quarter mark of the trip and then a wedding back in Australia at the end which Chris was a groomsman for so we knew we were coming back for that so we were kind of knew that we had these we knew that we had to be in the U.S. by a certain time um and some of it we planned and some of it we didn't um Chris wanted you know Chris is really good at like looking at a map and making things make sense um I'd suggest things and he'd be like well, that's out of our way and I'm like is it <laughs> can't we just fly there anyway um but we started off um in Asia and then we kind of made our way through the Middle East and then we um went to um eastern europe and then made our way to greece england then we did the states canada mexico belize and then um we did kind of then jump kind of randomly from the the warm um warm state of belize to japan that's the other thing i forgot we had a family holiday with Chris's family booked in as well so we knew that we were going to end our trip in Japan and then make our way back to Perth but when we arrived back in Australia we didn't fly to the east coast we um flew to Perth for a wedding so how did you how do you even begin packing for a trip like that because as you said you're going from the Middle East where I'm sure it would have been so hot and then you're going to Canada and then Japan I remember was was it snowing when you were in Japan Japan it was freezing yeah it was full-on full-blown ski season so how Um, do you pack for that we, we gave some things to Chris's parents before we left, knowing that they'd bring them over for us. We're Smart. very lucky that they, they were willing to do that. <laughs> um, but, oh, I mean, there was a few things we were, we were like, oh, we'll just have to pick things up on the way. I am notoriously bad for overpacking, although Insane. I regret nothing. Like, I wore everything. <laughs> Eight months is a hell of a long time. <laughs> I know. Did you get sick of everything that you had in your bag? Yes, but you also weirdly... Does this happen to you when you go even literally somewhere for a weekend? You pack like five outfits, but you just wear one because you're like, this is who I totally. am here. I totally. suit these shorts 
in this location. My denim, sh- things like your denim shorts and stuff just get worn to death. But I, 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 I probably bought way too much, but I also wore most of it. I, um, Chris loves to remind me of my little faux pas. Before we left, I, um, I got my heart set on this North Face bag that my best friend had bought and recommended me. And she was like, you've got to get this bag because it's got wheels, but it's also one of those like durable kind of duffel looking bags, but like you can still wheel it because you, you really need a bag that you can wheel when, you, when you're going for eight months. You don't want to have some, uh, we, we weren't backpacking, you know? Yeah. We were married and I wasn't interested in a dorm room. I, no, I needed somewhere where I could like go to the toilet several times a night whenever I needed to <laughs> nude without worrying about running into people that was like a preface for me I was like so long as we have our own room I'm happy happy to stay in hostels but like we need a private room um so anyway I bought this bag and it was expensive I remember it being like $400 Chris remembers it being like $600 it was an expensive bag um <laughs> And the time came for me to practice packing it and I realised that the bag was not for me at all because I got very committed to the idea of these little compartment things, which I would recommend to anyone if they're going on a big trip. So like little mesh rectangular, do you know what I'm talking about? You like zip them up, you put t-shirts in one, shorts in one. And I was like, this is how I'm going to keep my sanity while we're away because I don't want to open my bag and have it fucking explode every time um and the bag did um it did do that like it wasn't a bag that just kind of like opened up neatly and all of my little compartments got squished and I realized that a bag that I already owned which was just a really lightweight like I'm talking light 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 four-wheeled big rectangle suitcase that you could just flip open and have everything perfectly there was was what I wanted would have been ideal would have been ideal in the end um but like Chris kept going on about how great the bag was and I was like hey like why don't you have the bag and I'll take my suitcase and he was like what no no he wanted to take his like 12 year old Europe um backpacker bag that he'd like been around the world with emotionally attached to it but like not very functional he wanted to like relive his early 20s (laughs) with that bag anyway we both changed bags and no sorry um, so this is can I just go back so this is you doing your practice pack after you've purchased the bag and you're like this is not going to work for me, it, husband. I just was like, You'll how am I going to bring that And I tell you, I had to, like, I convinced him that we needed to spend the money on the bag. And then I was like, I've changed my mind. That's <laughs> but it honestly what marriage is about, right? It is, but he loves to bring it up. He's like, oh, yeah, like that bloody bag. And I'm like... You used I it. Love you that. loved it. And I love that that happened before the trip. So it really set the tone. <laughs> I just knew that, like, I know what irritates me and would stress me out. And I'm pretty good with, like, big things. But little things like I can't find my plain white T-shirt. Like, I needed to be able to, whenever we got somewhere, open the bag and have, like, just a little bit of calm and a little bit of, like, totally. you know. And I used those little compartments the whole way and I swear they were a lifesaver. I regret nothing. The only thing I regret not packing, in fact, is a shiwi. Oh. Which I purchased for our Africa trip, which I'll definitely have to tell you about after this trip as well. Um, oh, my God. Like... The start of our trip particularly, certain parts of Asia and the Middle East, like I would have paid hundreds of dollars for, for a silicone shiwi. 
And I don't know why I didn't buy one. I because you were just them. caught out. I mean, I've been to, you get to Asia out. before and it's some of those um, those drop toilets are, are pretty grim. Or you, there's just yeah. not a toilet available. No toilet available, mm. grim. Um, and just, like, I am a person who, like, it's a my, like, frequent urination is like a liability like i oh preach girl let's let's hear it for the tiny bladder club like oh my god i mean i'm just and i'm a well hydrated human oh gosh Um, i need to have always likes to say like i wouldn't survive if we like if i got put out into the desert i would just die within like five hours no i can't go anywhere without i am there with you i don't understand people who don't need a water bottle on their person at all times like it's it's truly mind-boggling i mean frankly i judge them what are you having like a can of coke like are you, you're dehydrated like i every time said i'm actually gonna have to take this. a sip right now because this is making me really thirsty <laughs> i just took a sip every time there's something wrong with chris i'll be like you i think you're, i think you're dehydrated oh you do you do he's like i just had a glass of water but i'm obsessional about it um and i feel like if people aren't drinking enough i'm like i can't help but be like hmm well this is where it started for you. This is where your problems began. <laughs> so I liked, this is actually brings up a, you know, the, the anecdotes that you've just told me brings up probably one of the, the major questions that I have about this trip. And oh, that okay. is how did you, um, I'm trying to word this without like being offensive to my partner because (laughs) um, I love him to death, but like eight months traveling together, I might, I might kill him. So how did you, (laughs) how did you coexist? Like, cause traveling brings up stressful emotions. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's 24 hours a day. I mean, I think that like, a lot of people warned us. They were like, don't do that. Don't do that after you get married. Go away for like three weeks, four maybe. But like, You're really testing look, testing it straight off the bat, weren't you? There's definitely – I mean, the thing – we'd been together for a long time before the trip, I think is an important thing to say as well. Like by the time we went on the trip, we'd probably been together like seven years. Um, but also I just think that every relationship has their own dynamic – and some people are really independent in their relationship, but then also obviously love spending time together. Why would they be together? But for whatever reason, and there's no right or wrong, but our dynamic, like Chris and I have always spent a lot of time together, not in like an annoying way, not like we'd go to a party and sit in the corner and hold hands. Like when we go to a party, it's like, see ya, see you at the end of the night. Um, but just in general, we, we, it's a healthy, it's a healthy enjoyment of time. Um, and we, I, to our credit, um, again, without wanting to sound like an asshole, I think we have really good communication um, practices uh, in place. <laughs> not, not to make it corporate, but we, um, we have always like, handled like stressful situations well, rather than kind of taking it out on the other person and being nasty and, and, and using kind of harsh words to each other like, we've always worked really well as a team which is probably why we got married um so that didn't concern us but people that was a big question people asked us that all the time and people ask us that still now like we work together you know he's my business partner I think it just for for us it was just a dynamic that worked um and we really I'm thinking back like there was definitely a hell of a lot of stressful situations I had a few um 
health problems on the trip, which I'll go into. <laughs> um, but we didn't really fight. Uh, we were very, very lucky. Um, That's and so I good. think we were pretty excited to like have friends along the way. Like we met up with friends along the way, which was really just to good mix as up well. the dynamic but, um, a little bit. Yeah, but like Chris is my best mate. Like yeah. we have fun together. Like I think you need someone who's on the same page as you when you're going to do a trip like this in terms of like. You don't want one person being really tight and the other person wanting to be extravagant. You need to kind of meet a middle ground or both of you be really tight or both of you be extravagant. And we both, like, I obviously am probably going to air towards wanting nicer things than Chris, but in general, like, we're both, we're both were able to, like, have a few drinks and convince ourselves that we'd upgrade our room, for example. Be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, we, we, we can just skip that next location. Let's get the nice room. But it was, but it was um, a, a conscious t- decision together that you were like, okay, let's talk about this or... You won't ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a constant. It's it's a constant, um, you know, constant flow of communication and talking things out. And Chris is really, really um, patient. And I would say that I'm really, really positive. So if things went wrong, which inevitably they do, like I'm not the kind of person who's going to collapse in tears and be dramatic. And Chris is also going to be an amazing patient carer. So I think that like those things work well um and I also think like it's even little things like you got to be on the same page with like wanting a drink you know like you don't mm. want one person who's like please can we go out for a wine and the other person being like I want to stay in um you both want to be like keen on the same sort of things to a certain degree um yeah speaking of like drinking I know for me personally and probably a lot of other people will agree with this sometimes when you go on a holiday especially if it's like a a two three week event that you've oh, yeah. really saved up for in. <laughs> you get you of course you have a drink because it's like you know the hangovers don't really exist like they do at home you just kind of like mm. if you're in a tropical place you get up the next morning you go for a swim and you kind of you send it and you're eating usually um you know decadent foods or foods that you know aren't usually in your regular diet you kind of you throw the rule book out when it comes to like healthy eating and and not drinking every day and you get you get sluggish and by the end of it you're like you know it's that age old oh get home and I'm just gonna have salads for a week because my like I haven't shit properly like I just need to so did you ever get to a point like how did you manage like eight months is that's your life that's that goes beyond like a a two three week holiday were there ever any moments where you were like oh I'm not feeling good or were you able to you know keep a, a pretty I don't know we were healthy pretty lifestyle. good in terms of like making good choices along the way because we knew we were away for so long um and we also are both really into um fitness to a certain extent like because for us that makes us feel good so like we'd always find a gym wherever we were or like do our online program wherever we were um I mean, we, I reckon, oh, I don't think there were many days we didn't drink. Um, maybe, maybe a Amazing. couple of dry days in there, but not to excess. Like, of course, a lot of big nights and funny stories along the way. But um, I think because we knew we had so long, we could pace ourselves. But that said, like, you get so over it. For me, like, I'm a cook. I love cooking. I love making healthy course, food. We-, we need vegetables like that is like a massive thing for me um we were lucky to have a few spots along the way so when we were in New York we stayed at my family friend she has an apartment there and 
incredibly. Otherwise, we never would have stayed in New York for as long as we did. We ended up being there for about a month and she let us stay in her apartment. Um, so I was like so excited to cook. We, and obviously, you know, New York is an amazing place to eat out, but we did a lot of cooking there. And then near the end of our New York time, we were meant to be going to, um, I think we were going to go to Columbia. And I was like, I am, and I would been away by this point, we'd been away for almost six months, five months, maybe. And I was like to Chris, I just, we'd, we'd had a big night <laughs> and I woke mm. up the next morning and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can go to Columbia next. Like, cause I know what's going to happen if we go there. Like it's, it, you know, it's a place where you party. Just very um, casual like, stuff in Columbia. I've heard. Uh, it's super casual. <laughs> no, you're not doing much at all. Um, but I was like, I'm actually, t- I'm really tired. And what had happened before we left is I had been setting up my business and and running it and working myself to the bone. Whereas Chris had actually been made redundant, had found other work, but also had found a lot more balance and was actually really rested by the time we left. Whereas I felt like I got on the plane and I was like tattered. Mm. And I, the whole time before we went on the trip, I was like, I'm really looking forward to like slowing down and having a bit of clarity. And the whole trip up until that point had been like, we flew into... Singapore, then we went, um, I've got it written somewhere. We flew into Singapore, then we went to Malaysia, Sri Lanka, the Maldives, Jordan, Palestine, Israel, Croatia, Montenegro, Bosnia, Albania, Greece, England, and we were in America by this point. So we'd done all of that in a matter of a few months. And I was like, "Uh, when do we slow down? Because if we go to Colombia, we're just going to party. And I was like, I just, I don't want to go home sick and tired and yeah, I feel like what I, what I wanted from this trip we're kind of traveling still like we're like 18 or 21 not you know however old I was then 27 or something 28 so um good example of our communication um Chris was like all right well where do you want to go like we don't have to go he's like I'll cancel our flights today and he just did it and um we thought about because we knew we thought we would travel around um South America for a couple of months and instead I was like do you know what I'd fucking love I would love nothing more than to go somewhere and live there and and try and like integrate a little bit into like oh I love being somewhere um and we decided on Tulum because we'd been to Tulum once before and liked it we needed to go somewhere sort of cheap um and we wanted to go somewhere warm um and like looking back we probably we, we had an amazing time and I wouldn't change it, but we probably would have picked somewhere else looking back. Cause like going back to Tulum, I was like, Oh fuck, it's actually pretty wanky here. And everyone's like kind of here, you know, um, to get their Instagram shot and stay in these scene, incredible resorts. Scene, and the first time scene. we went, it was a very scene. And mm. like the first time we went, we were fully into that. We did stay at the amazing resort, but we went back trying to, you know, strip it back. Um, and we found this amazing little apartment on Airbnb and we just said, Hey, um, how about instead of two nights, we booked two months? And he was like, done. So we got to this apartment little, it was like a concrete kind of shell. And, you know, like everywhere there has got like um, really, really high fences and barbed wire and everything like that. So that was quite interesting to kind of be like, oh, okay, like right. this is necessary. Um, but I could have cried when we got there. Like the, I just looked at the kitchen and I was like, oh my God, like, 
I'm so excited to unpack my suitcase. Like we unpack, get our them out bags. of the little their little bags. Oh, and you know, like little things you appreciate. There was a fucking blender in the kitchen, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna oh, use God. that." I am you you use really that. would have started weeping I at got that. I know you. With the blender. <laughs> <laughs> and just like going to the supermarket, we just bought so many vegetables and Chris got brilliant at making margaritas every afternoon we'd be like it's margarita time um and while we were there like living there for two months was like it gave us some sanity we joined a gym um every morning we'd wake up and um I would work like ferociously Chris would too Chris started really working on the business and usually he would have to be like okay like enough now like you need to like step away we got really into instant coffee while we were over there um (laughs) We used to be coffee snobs, but now we're like, ah, I still think fondly of the instant and we still like it occasionally now. There's something about an instant that, that gets you going a bit more than a regular. I, ho- I hope I when you two are 90 and reminiscing, you'll just, you'll get out the Makona for old times sake and just go, remember? Oh my God. <laughs> Good times. Um, so we loved it. And, you know, we did a lot of really fun things um, while we were there. Like some days we'd like treat ourselves and go to like, you know, book like a little day bed at the fancy resorts and pretend we were staying there and we also had friends come and stay with us um while we were there which was cool and we went over to Belize in um in Cape Hawker but that was like a good hit the pause button and that was definitely like when I was at my point of being like I need to slow down otherwise I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna have regrets um and I think that's awesome that you guys got to experience the the stationary you know faux living somewhere because I know people who have done this experience and they just go 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 the whole time but I think that is such a an awesome thing to experience when you're doing long trips like this like just immerse yourself and and pretend that you live in a completely different community to the one that you and I've always loved doing that. I've loved being somewhere for an extended time and kind of immersing in yeah. a little bit more of the local culture and the local food. And, you know, like we had our places where we went. Um, it is like, it's kind of funny. Like, it's a little sad. I think we both thought in our heads that we were going to like maybe <laughs> make friends there. while we were there. Aww. And like, we thought we'd make friends with our like Airbnb host and like none of that happened. No one wanted to no talk one, to you. Not, not really like people are there either on their honeymoon or they're with a big group and they're partying and like we did make like actually met a few people that we still like have on social media now but like I think in our heads we thought we were going to connect with other expats and like um other like we're both really excited to have friends again rather than just the two of us and that didn't happen and I think there's like and you are both very friendly people so I know I know that you'd be like (laughs) Is it us? What are we doing? And it's like, no, nah, people just we want just to do didn't really see people. And the locals are very like, it is definitely really sectional there. Like the lo- there's the locals, and then there's like the like whiteies who have come to like be there, and um, they don't. The two don't really mesh the way that I kind of wondered if or sort of hoped that they would. And where we were staying wasn't um, there wasn't as many like expat people around. Um, so that probably didn't work out how we thought, but we still loved it and had a really good time. Um, and it was a good, good way to hit pause. I love that you were able to, to do that and just kind of like change your plans 
last minute oh thank Um, god we did i reckon i would have come back broken like i was i mean before i left it was a joke how much i worked like i was teaching 35 classes a week and running a business like i was i was on my last leg when we left for that trip and i was i remember fantasizing about having time and calm and clarity and even while i was away like I'm my own worst enemy. Beck would be like to me, you need to stop working. You're going to come home and realize that you worked on the whole time you were away. So, you know, it's definitely self-induced as well. But um, having that time in Mexico was, yeah, it was the reset that we needed. Okay, so Tori, I feel like I need to do an episode two with you because we're coming to the end of it. And I feel like we just haven't even scratched the surface. But I'm just going to have to have you back because... I've I've got to tell you about Africa that was wild that just like okay in a nutshell in like a sentence we went to we did a self-guided self-guided as in ain't nobody there to help you nobody there I already know that I don't like this for you uh it was crazy safari self-guided safari my dad's like dream it was a it was literally like we went on safari with our own cars that we slept in and there was no one around to like monitor that we didn't die and like I my mum like tried to prepare me before we left but like I wasn't really prepared until we got there how isolated you are like I'm talking you wake up in the morning and there's lion prints next to where you were sleeping and no no, Tori yeah it was it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life but like I had to drink heavily (laughs) nightly and take tamazepam to like not freak out everyone else seemed to handle it better than I did but I it definitely like awoke some severe anxiety but it was I mean life-changingly incredible like being in the Kalahari desert and before you go like packing everything like I'm talking liters and liters and liters of water and you know whatever you can cook on a stove top it was amazing amazing I've, I've always wanted to go there that is definitely on my list but like I do believe that I will go on a guided a guided it's funny like I feel like but that's you you that's so you you are so adventurous I don't well it's more like my dad like I don't know I can't really take credit for that like I feel like maybe if it was up to me it would have been a little different um but I'm very glad I did it and it's the kind of thing where I sort of hate anything too group planned like I think it might have been annoying after a while if you'd had a guide and every night you have to like make small talk and you know what I mean like it was from it a little bit it was incredibly freeing and like Mm. at the best of times I've never enjoyed a group tour um but it was it definitely tested us to the limit it tested my like adrenals to the limit Mm. but it was incredible and that's when I really got acquainted with my shiwi because in the middle of the night when there are predators around, well, you, you don't want don't to get out of your tent for a little a wee wee. You just wanna. You're not. So I and I'm like I cannot get through the night without weeing. So I got a big water bottle that I emptied, and I would just put my shiwi like funnel it into the water bottle, and it worked brilliantly. So and then you um, have to just anyone's going that anywhere. In the morning. Yeah, I was fine. Oh, it was you God, know poor Chris would you? just he'd wake up to a little trickle every night in the tent. <laughs> Once he um, He's a even Chris man, used it. He? he used the water bottle, and the first night he used, he told me he wasn't going to, and then of course he did. <laughs> and on the first, he'll probably kill me for telling you this, but the first night that he used it, so it's like imagine those big water bottles that you get. They're like 
what five or ten liters and they've got a handle yeah yeah I know you know like one. a little handle the jerry the can so, kind of thing yeah and um he was like i'm gonna use the bottle and i was like you go right ahead babe and then he was <laughs> like joy fuck shit shit and i was like what what's wrong he's like i'm i missed and i said to him how is it physically possible like you have a penis how did you not insert your penis into the <laughs> into the um you know the 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 mouth of the water bottle like i just don't understand don't what, call it the mouth of this, the water bottle how has this gone wrong like it's so easy for you with your phallic appendage <laughs> and he was like he put, he put his doodle through the handle <laughs> thinking it was going through the mouth of the water bottle <laughs> oh good don't. times Oh gosh, I guess that's a, a mistake that you you have to learn once. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and things you know things go wrong. Like that, God, that was obviously nothing. A bit of wee's not going to hurt anyone. When we were in Greece, I got this like horrific underarm infection, and ended up having surgery on my underarm without proper anesthesia. And in a country was, where you don't know the language. That was in um, Mykonos, yeah. And um, I don't know how we kind of handled that because I had a big open wound that they stuck, that we had to go back daily and he would rip out the gauze and stuff Ooh. in more. It was horrendous. The most painful experience I've ever been through. We went there with like grand plans to party and like all we did was like I had my arm in a sling and every day we'd get on our four-wheeler because we decided to opt against the car and we got a four-wheeler and every day I'd hop on the back of the four-wheeler hold on to Chris and we'd drive to the hospital and I'd have my arm stuffed and but it's things like that that bring you together like you know we had some really funny nights like one day I was like I've just got to get a joint like we've got I've got to have some kind of release and like the our funnest night in Mykonos we smoked a joint and Chris washed my hair and it was wonderful it was a really nice evening (laughs) and we bonded (laughs) I love that for you guys Um, it was beautiful (laughs) so to to wrap up the the holiday in a nutshell were you ready to go home or could you have pushed on mm, both I think that in a lot of ways we were really ready to come home I was ready to get back to the business I missed everyone I missed the clients I miss um all of that um yeah I honestly I think we both were pretty ready to come home we finished in Japan which was spectacular and I would love to go back um and spend more time there because oh that country the people the food it is out of this world um but no we were pretty ready I was pretty ready to stop living out of a suitcase by then it was a long time to just drag your shit around um and you know we didn't apart from like our stint in New York and our stint in Tulum we didn't spend very long in one place like I think generally our our stays were like three nights to seven nights in one place like we moved um from spot to spot so it was it was very transient and mm. um and yeah I was just sick. exhausting Sorry. so exhausting like yeah like it, it you know like it, it definitely wasn't like you don't come back rested but you come back just full to the brim of like I mean the stories we can look back on you know being in being in the middle of the desert in Jordan like that is something that 
you know, you just need to experience to even be able to explain to people how it feels. Did like you journal everything? Did you write everything down? Or were you like, I Chris just... did. I'm not very good at that. I'm not very disciplined. I always, I, lo- I like fantasize about being one of those people who sits down at the end of the day and scrawls down their, you know, token moments. Um, but I just, I've never, I've tried so many times to be yeah. a, someone who journals. But you know what? Instagram is great for that. You've got, so you got like, pictures, videos and all your, your camera roll, you know? And I've got a highlight from every country. So I can go back and be like, click on my highlight from Jordan or my highlight from Greece. And I remember Montenegro. the feeling, what happened yeah, just by... Like, yeah, it's way better. I get um, that. So okay. the golden ticket question that I ask all of my guests, if you could get on a plane uh, or any mode of transport which you desire tomorrow, work wasn't an issue... Um, I mean, you weren't with child. I mean, obviously it's a blessing, <laughs> but you know, if you were able to just, there were no restrictions, money, nothing. Where would you go tomorrow? Where in the world? This is a really timely question because we just discussed this with my husband's family while we're away with them over Easter. We all went around the table and said, and Chris and I both had the same answer, which was either back to Japan or back to Italy because oh. you just I cannot get enough of Italy. I've been several times and as a pasta enthusiast I was just going to say you um, are you are a pasta loving lady. It's your I'm a devotee. <laughs> I am a devotee and like just the culture like I think both of those countries are so much of their culture is around um food and togetherness. Um, which just resonates with me hugely. Um, yeah, it would be a real toss up, but I feel like time and time again, like if anyone ever asks, where's your favorite place? It's generally Italy, but Japan is a, is a definitely a contender. We were there for a week maybe. And we both were like, we could spend six weeks here. Just, Mm. just diving into like, it's another world. It's another world. I just... I, f- I was so. We described it like a clean New York. Like we would wake up in the morning, and there would be men in like literal suits, like scrubbing the pavement, just like mm. gotta keep this place. It's just, it's it's got all the amazing yeah. vibe of New York, but then it's like re- there's no like um, there's no like grime mixed mm. in there. I'm I need <laughs> I need to get you on for another episode. Like I literally cannot. I like I have so many more questions for you, but I don't want to miss the opportunity to get you to do. I just I need you to do a little shout out for peaches. What can um, people oh, learn? Thanks, Where can girl. they go to learn about peaches? Where where are we directing them? Look, find us on Insta at Peaches Pilates. I would love to connect with you on my personal at Tori Clapham. You can like scroll down and see all my trip photos or see my highlights as well. Um, peachespilates.com is a great place to start you can train with us so we've got four studios if you are in new south wales we've got studios in bondi maroubra cronulla and byron bay um but really more widely we have an online platform um and you can train with us anywhere in the world we've got women in over 40 countries now which blows my mind thinking about people um in you know so many different pockets of the world working Mm -hmm. out with us and i actually just speaking of travel and peaches there's a beautiful model that does peaches and you featured her before i think her name's katie muirhead 
New Head. Oh, I've got a great travel story about I, her when we're in New I York. I bumped into her in Brooklyn and she's got no idea who I was. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is going to be so creepy if I say, but I'm like, you're, you're a peach. I'm a peach. I actually yes. really want to get her on. Did you? No, I didn't. I, I panicked. I was oh, like, she's going to think I'm a freak. You should interview her. So yeah, I'd love to. I was, we were in New York and I took my friends to this bar that I used to go to when I lived there when I was 19. And I was like, I don't even know if it's still a thing anymore. It was my favorite dive bar back in the day. Let's just go. We went and it was fabulous. I was getting rather drunk. And um, I walked to the toilet. And when I saw this beautiful, stunning, statuesque woman, and I was like, that's Katie Muirhead. And I went back to the table and I was like, that's that model that we've like given our online program to but like I don't think I'll say anything and then of course three drinks later I was like I'm gonna go and say hi and I walked over and I was like hi sorry excuse me um Katie and I was gonna be like you probably don't know me but she just looked at me and went peaches and it was like yeah and we like connected while we were there she came to our um pop-up class like it was wild peaches connecting all over the world I love that that's what you do that's you she would have so them. many good stories. You should definitely interview Katie. Yeah, I'm going to – we we follow each other on Instagram now, so oh, I'm going to make it You're very similar you people, very similar sense of humour. Okay, well, well I'm going to make the connection. But, Tori – Get on that. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today on Vacay. You have so many incredible travel stories, and I'm going to have to just get you back. That's a no-brainer. But thank you so much for – for bringing peaches into my life it really it really has made such a difference and i know it, that's the well, same thank for thank you for a lot supporting me when and we i just love you so much mtv office floor i know gosh, um, thank you for always being a support and i love you too and i and congrats on all that you're doing um continuing to go from strength to strength um i love it love cheering you on love seeing and um you know congrats on the podcast oh, i think you, it's Queen. really suited to you Thank you. Um, well, I will talk to you soon. But thank you for joining me. No worries. Bye, babe.